Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again, heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? What? And welcome to another episode of Flourish Heavy. Um, here in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Today's date, beautiful date, April 20th. You understand that? Light it up. Won't be April 20th when you're listening to this next week, but you already know we're smoking. And uh, start off this episode, I'd like to mention a couple of things. One, uh, our beautiful people over at Lifehouse Tonic and Elixirs. Two locations, one at the Westfield Century City Mall and one on Sunset Boulevard, 7515 Sunset Boulevard, just east of Fairfax on the north side. Another thing I want to mention before we start is I started a Patreon account. You understand? So you can support your boy, go on Patreon, type in heavy, and donate all your money so I can flourish. You understand? Not all your money, but if you want to support me, please feel free. And uh, I'm excited about this episode. You know, got an old friend in here, my guy. Chris Burns. What up? <laughs> he, it's funny because you sat in here and you're like, this isn't the store horseman, but I'm in this bitch. I'm here. I'm yeah. here. This is the, what, shit, second podcast I've done that wasn't my own in this building. It yeah. feels weird, but it yeah. feels good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Do you do the bird sound before every, <laughs> at the start of every I th- episode? I, I think I do. <laughs> is yeah. that your wake up call yeah, to, the, to the people? That, that, that just, yeah, yeah, we've begun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's you know? <laughs> Yeah, ring the bell. Um... <laughs> So Chris is talking about the store horseman. Anybody who's a wrestling fan probably already knows who Chris is. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of becoming someone in that world. I mean, that's that's a good... Thank you very much, Mike. That's a good thing to be someone. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> they always say you should uh, strive to be somebody. Exactly. Um, well, yeah. wrestling, I grew up loving wrestling. And, you know, we'll talk about my chic stories on this episode. Yeah, too, let's do because that. Because I don't think you've, you've heard them, but... No, I haven't. Um, where do we want to start this interview? There's so many places we can go. I mean, I guess let's start with the wrestling. Where did the love for wrestling come from? Holy shit. Um, I don't remember. Because you're, you're born and bred L.A. I am. I'm a weird L.A. native. It's not a lot of us out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's not something. Well, actually, it's not weird. A lot of black dudes love wrestling. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, it's... Even when in comedy, right? Like, there's a whole movement that's swelling up from the black comics. It's like Jermaine Fowler, Ron Funches, the Lucas Brothers. They all love it. We all grew up on it. Yeah, no doubt. So I don't, I don't really remember when I started watching. I, I have memories of WrestleMania three in my head. Um, and then my stepdad used to take me to the forum and in the sports arena and shit and see him when they came out. So that was always those were always fond memories. And then in the 90s, like, he loved Stone Cold Steve Austin and those cats. And so I was, like, watching it with him, and that was always, like, special. Hell yeah. yeah. So for people who don't know, Chris is a former manager of the comedy store mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and transitioned into being one of the largest comedy producers in the city. Oh. Um, what are the show? We actually have worked together on heavy sets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I know you have um, three or four shows going on. Um, yeah, um, we got the Comedy Juice that happens every Wednesday at the Hollywood Improv that happens every Tuesday at the Irvine Improv. That's been uh, flourishing for 15 years. I've only been a part of it for like six months. Hell yeah. But, you know, um, uh, getting a lot of good uh, momentum on the new regime over there. Yeah, hell so yeah. that's fun. Um, and then doing the Colors joint. The Colors thing is is blowing up. It's getting out of control. Um, a couple cats I used to throw the... Uh, the Russell Simmons all all deaf comedy show, um, pre scandal, uh, <laughs> um, got with me, and uh, about a year ago we started doing uh, our own little comedy show. Um, that's kind of an offshoot of these parties that they throw. These joints called the R and B only mm. that they tour all over the country with. It's crazy, like to to know that a party can flourish nowadays without without playing any rap music. I mean, they do like a little 10 minute hip hop break, they call it, mm-hmm. but it's literally all R and B, like lots of body rolls. Love that. A lot of one twelve. Yeah. 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 A lot of genuine. You feel me? And, Trust uh, me. A lot of, a lot of the labo candles. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's fucking is packed every time. So go check that joint out when it comes here to LA. It's always at the palladium when they, when they do it here in LA. So those are, those are my people's, and we've been doing Colors Comedy for about a year. We started at Los Globos in Los Feliz. Now we're at the Line Hotel in K-Town. Hell yeah. 
Um, and uh, probably some other venues pretty soon because it's getting too big for the fucking line hotel. I love that. You should keep yeah. it for line, just have it sold out. I mean, you know, it's cool if they want to come and help us flourish with a little bit more of that percentage. Yeah, okay. Maybe, <laughs> we'll maybe, maybe, a, bigger, maybe a bigger venue. I don't know. I don't know, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know the situation entirely. That's it, that's but it. it's funny because I'm just thinking about it right now. You know, growing up, I was a huge wrestling fan. And I, don't, I guess they coincided wrestling and comedy because there's a lot of comedy within wrestling, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think like which which was I first, a wrestling fan or a comedy fan? And I guess it was comedy because I was exposed to movies before I was wrestling. Right. And then, I mean, wrestling has always been a huge, huge thing, you know, growing up. And talking about wrestling, I got I want to start. I want to get into these chic stories. Yeah, yeah. So anybody who doesn't know about me, <laughs> you know, I started out back in 2009. Do you think there's folks who listen to your podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know and, about you. <laughs> yeah, no. And no, but when I first started out, I was mixing with the Iron Sheik. And the Iron Sheik at the time had a resurgence because he was going on Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah. And he, had, he was on Twitter. And he also, the videos of him talking about people, uh, talking about fucking people in the ass and humbling them started to surface, you know, of him spun out, cracked out, like, where, where is this guy, right? Yeah. So, you know, when I broke into the comedy scene, I was working with these guys, these yutzes named Paige and Gion, these two twins from Toronto who are heavy, heavy into wrestling. Sure. You know? I know them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's two stories a couple stories I want to tell. One is the first story is the the, the oh, wait, 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 wait. How how did you meet <laughs> okay. the sheik? Like how did this okay. come so, about? Okay, so basically Paige and Gion were always like I always looked up to them, mm -hmm. right? So when I first started doing comedy, you know, I started in New York, went back to Toronto, and then I heard that they were going with the Iron Sheik Word. to LA to the Grammys. Or something, or to the Emmys. Okay. Sorry, to the Emmys. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was, I, yeah, at this point, I was already in, uh, actually, no, I wasn't. But at this point, I was like, I need to go to LA. I was just in New York, I was in Toronto, I need to go and be with them at the Emmys, right? Mm -hmm. So I go to LA, and uh, at this point, I was like, okay, I gotta go do stand up in LA now, too. So through these Detroit Jews, I got in touch with Sandy Danto. <laughs> Sandy Danto. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then Sandy Danto got me a spot on Monday Night Show, and I bombed <laughs> so fucking hard. I remember John, John, uh, uh, I don't know what Cheezer? Cheezer, yeah, 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 from Kansas City. Yep, yep. He was hosting. And oh, shit, this is a while back. This is a Cheezer while was hosting. Yeah. back. Jeez. while back. So we, oh, this is like, Nine, this is um, nine years ago. So <laughs> holy fuck. So then, you know, I'm so I'm staying at the Beverly Hilton with like the Paige and Gion and, and the Sheik, <laughs> and I don't really know the Sheik, but I know <laughs> first we're not with him, but then we pick up the Sheik. Yeah, and I remember the first time he's like, "Bring have beers when you meet up with us." Yeah, I'm like have beers. I'm like that's such a random request. So I don't have the beers, right? <laughs> and then they freak out. I don't have the beers because I'm like, why would I bring beers? Like I thought you were fucking with me, right? And then the sheik pulls up and he's furious because there's no beers, right? <laughs> right. So first thing we do, we can't do anything without getting a cold beer. For the guy, <laughs> that is right? very old school so, wrestler. So this is the sheik, right? So mm. the sheik, so he's and he's upset because he's traveling and he has a bad ankle. And, you know, we go and we go to the Emmys and it's this whole thing. It's a complete mind fuck. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? I just walked the fucking red carpet with the, with the Iron Sheik. Anyways, cut to a couple months later. They, they set, set up in Toronto a chic, a chic roast, which I thought was a roast, but it was really an appreciation night. Right. Okay. So me at the time, I knew nothing about comedy. You know, I was like a few months in. So I started studying roasts. You know, Jeff Ross, right, yeah. the old Rose, Dean Martin, all these sure. roasts. And I got the gist of it, you know. It, yeah, you, you tastefully made fun of these people at, you know, at, at their at their weaknesses or at their <laughs> at their whatever. So I wrote a full fledged, like the only thing the sheet can read is a prescription, mm. you know, that type of thing. And so I get to this roast and it's really, it's not a roast at all. It's an appreciation night for yeah. the Sheik. And people are going up and they're saying, oh, Sheik, you know, I'll never forget in Buffalo when it was raining and we waited outside and you oh, came boy. out and you signed our autographs. And so it was a complete setup, right? I was the heel. Yeah. I was the heel for this event. Without question. Right? Without question, right? So 
I remember one of the brothers was like, let me see what you're going to read. And I showed it to him and he just started laughing. I thought to myself, oh, what the fuck is going to happen, <laughs> right? So I go up there and I start doing it. And it's funny, but, you know, maybe 30 seconds in, Paige and Gion start throwing empty water bottles at me, <laughs> yeah. right? Getting the sheik hopped up. The sheik doesn't know what's going on. Of course. Right? He th so he thinks he, it's a shoot. He's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he, so sheik starts getting insulted. Sheik stands up, tries to beat the shit out of me, gets separated, grabs one of his medals, yeah, yeah, tries yeah. to throw it at me. <laughs> I feel like I've seen footage of this. There's, there is footage of it. There is footage of it. It was a full camera setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we did a chic roast here at the comedy store, mm. but it was very much designed to be a roast. Like it was yeah. cats coming up here talking that shit. Yeah, I think and I was here for that too. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, and yeah, chic has been a, a good friend to the podcast. He's he he was kind of one of the first to put us out there on social media and blow us up. So much love to you, Shiki baby, Baba. Yeah, Shiki baby. I don't know where you are. I hope your ankle's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't like pay. I you know I don't want to throw any shade, but I hope you're okay, Shiki baby. Okay? So this, this it, is this, this is the other story. Just, all okay. right. So this devolved out of control real fast for you. Uh, yeah. So so so, <laughs> so 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 that was just the first of many. Yeah. Okay. You know, nice. I've I've spent. Hours and hours with Sheik. I've seen him in so many different settings. He, I will say this about the Iron Sheik, one of the sweetest men. Oh, yeah. He's so fucking sweet. Very strung out, you know, <laughs> from all the experiences and the drugs. And you know, he's, had a he's had a tough go. People who don't know the Iron Sheik, if you look it up, you know, <clears throat> his eldest, yeah. his, not only the business, his eldest daughter was murdered yeah. by yeah. Her, her longtime boyfriend. Which was what really spun him out of control, yeah, yeah, yeah. into drugs and and uh, depression and stuff like that. So, the Iron Sheikah is a great man, though, really sweetheart. And mm -hmm. anyway, so the second story that I want to share with that I'm sure you'll be able to appreciate is the roast in New York that happened. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I go to New York for this roast. Paige and Gian tell me to go to New York for the roast. I go to the roast. I get there. You know, I'm not on the dais, which is fine. I wasn't expecting <laughs> to be on the dais. There's like some heavy hitters on the dais. It's like uh, that writer that's always on it. Fuck. What, uh, what's his name? What tall white guy in New York writes on all the Oh, roasts. fuck. I know what you're talking uh, about. Ah, fuck me. This is going <clears> to <throat> piss me off. <laughs> you know who exactly... Uh, I know exactly It's on the tip of my mean. tongue. Anyways. It'll yeah, come he did to at us. midnight too. Of course he did. It'll, it's, on, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. So... You know, but there was a warm-up spot. And I'm like, the least Paige can do is give me this fucking warm-up spot, right? Yeah. 10 minutes to warm up the crowd. Instead of giving it to me, he gives it to a, a comedian, another comedian from Toronto that I introduced him to, right? So I'm cheesed off top. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. You've been goosed. Been goosed. Then he, the show goes on, whatever. I'm in New York. We're staying in this hotel. The day after the thing, he's like, okay, you're going to have to take Sheik to the airport. Cool. Or actually, no, you're going to have to just get Sheik in the car on the way to the airport. Fun. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> okay. So the next day I wake up and I realize, oh, fuck, I got to go to the Sheik's room and like get him, get him into the car, right? So I go into the Sheik's room and there is Carnegie's leftovers everywhere. There's food everywhere. The room looks like it's, it's trash. There's joints. There's cigarettes. Like... Basically, they were all in the sheik's room till five in the morning or whatever it was, smoking, drinking, eating. And <laughs> so I walk into the room and it's a disaster. And sheik is pissed. He's yelling. He's, Baba, you leave me here like this. Look at my fucking room. I can't believe you do this to me. I'm like, sheik, me, it's not me, not me, Paige, Gian, not me, not me, right? Mm -hmm. So. He's pissed and there's no wheelchair for whatever reason in the room. Okay. So he's just there. So I'm just there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he, sitting in the chair. He's pissed. He's got to get to the airport. Yeah, his he's shits, immobile. His shit's everywhere. He's immobile. <laughs> he's he's fucking irrational. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I'm and I'm and I have to take care of it, right? And probably still Drunk. a relatively dangerous guy. Yeah, oh, very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Very dangerous. So if if you're within his reach, yeah, yeah, exactly. If he can get a hand on exactly. you, exactly, so, probably still. <laughs> so so I'm like, oh, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not, I'm not missing any money from this. I'm already pissed because I didn't do the fucking spot. Right, right. I flew in for this fucking thing. So I had other shit going on, but you know, anyways. So 
I call down front. I'm like, hi, I need a wheelchair for the Sheik. There's no wheelchair up here. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we have to send a security guard up. That's the only person who can bring up a wheelchair. They also hear the Sheik yelling in the background, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, Sheik, relax, relax, relax. <laughs> so they send up a security guard and the security guard's like 50 and he's like white, fat. And like, he's coming up with the wheelchair and I'm like, I walk up front and I'm like, hey man, just so you know, Iron Sheik is in there. I say the Iron Sheik, his eyes light up. So right. this guy's like a huge Sheik fan, right? Yeah. So, and and I'm like, he's upset. Like the guy, I'm, I, I don't say much, but I'm like, he's upset. And like, we got to get him in this wheelchair and we got to get him to the airport, right? So the guy immediately just like goes into the room and I'm, and, and then I get on the phone to call Paige, start reaming him out. Like, how could you leave me in this fucking situation? What the fuck is going on? When the guy walks into the room, Sheik is like on the brink of tears to the guy, like, but, but they leave me here. They don't pay me properly. Like, so the guy walks in and immediately is like, thinks I'm bad guy. He right? thinks you're an abuser so, of so, the elderly. So, not only that, his <laughs> idol, I'm Sheik. Yeah. So he's radio, he radios his boy. He's like, I need, I need backup up here. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm on the phone, reaming, yelling, fuck, shit, fuck. As I'm doing that, not only is another secu- security guard, the management of the hotel oh, is nice. walking up. So there's four or five people outside the hotel while I'm still on the phone reading Paige out. Comes to the point where Paige convinces me to, I, I have a meeting with a, a, production, a, a huge production company or a network. He convinces me to skip the meeting to take, to get in the car with the Sheik and actually like take him to the gate. Yes, okay. Not to the gate, but to the point where he can like have, be escorted to the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 and they were about to throw me in jail. People at the hotel. Of course. Finally get him in the car. Fi- almost missed the flight. Finally get him there. He's about to attack me in the car <laughs> the entire way. Finally get him to the airport, to the security where they take him off. And she just looks at me and goes, I'm sorry, Bubba. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just goes off on his way. Just comes loose. Yeah, all exactly. Like, oh, shit. My yeah, bad. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I was tripping. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know it wasn't you. Like, not, not your fault, Bubba. Man, cheeky baby. Yeah, he's... He has had a long journey, but he is, it is, is something to be in his presence, like a legit legend. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? And not just fucking pro wrestling, but we're talking about what, like an Olympic level amateur wrestler, yeah. like a soldier in the yeah. Iranian army. Yeah. Like he's a, and then he, and then he left, he fled because his homie got assassinated. Yeah. Like literally and, a national and, like hero. And he, another crazy story about the Sheik too, is that one time I remember they took him to a foot doctor mm-hmm. and they showed me the, uh, the x-ray of his foot. Yeah. And there was, there was no bone structure. Mm. There was just fragments of bones, Ooh. like like just bro, a big yeah. sack of bones. Yeah, it was so swimming s- around in what's so, known as his foot. So sad, so sad. Yeah, and, uh But you know, the Iron Sheik, a fucking legend. Yeah, and I mean, it's so many parallels. That's mo- mainly what we talk about on the Store Horseman, like the like the parallels between comedy and wrestling. So many, and how uh, such a tough lifestyle it is. All the travel. All the isolation, the time away from your family, the ups and downs of not getting paid right, but having to work so hard. Turning it on and off. Exactly. And then when you're at a later age, you know what I mean? It's like some are revered as legends. Some are kind of forgotten about a little bit. You know what I mean? And it's like, and then even it's so funny how you said he sort of had this resurgence at an older age that happens with comedians too. You know what yes, I mean? Absolutely. Cause people at, love these characters. Right. Totally. Totally. So it's just, there's so many parallels, so many parallels and Sheik is a perfect character. Um, that, that like can embody that whole situation. He used to go on the road and just say, fuck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's great. Um, so when did you, when did you stop watching wrestling? Like on a regular basis. 15, you know, 20 years ago. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember what era it was? Yeah, I mean, it was Stone Cold. I, I loved, always loved Stone Cold. Yeah, it was yeah. right when Stone Cold was just coming out. 
Macho. I was 12 years old, so mm-hmm. I was like 99, 2000, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Steve Austin was a, a, a Caucasian <laughs> I love. I love the big, I love the giant. I love the, um, well, first of all, another thing that I want to talk about. Anybody, uh-huh. I, I don't know, if you're a wrestling fan or not, if you have HBO, you need oh, the Andre to Doc. watch the Andre, the giant yeah. documentary. Because he truly was, if you whether you like wrestling or not, just an interesting He's a transcendent, transcendent star. Uh, Yeah, and someone, a guy who you'll never see again, you know? Right, exactly. You'll never see another Andre the Giant. And even the Giant, the other guy, the big show, like there's nothing in comparison to Andre the Giant. No, and and that's what I say a lot about uh, performers. And and once again, parallels between comedy and wrestling. Just any really medium of entertainment, right? Mm. Just because of certain attributes you might have naturally doesn't mean that you, you're going to become automatically a star. Like you just said with the Big Show and Andre the Giant. Like Big Show is probably technically a little taller than Andre. Yeah, it was. And uh, he's more athletically built than Andre ever was. Yeah. Can do a lot more in the ring. But he wasn't a showman. Like but he, exactly. Andre had the, that, those intangibles, excuse me, those intangibles that you just really can't teach. And then he just knew how to tell a story in that ring. He knew how to be a larger-than-life character in and out of the ring, you know what I mean? Which brought so much interest to him just as, a, like I said, a, a transcendent star. People, if you didn't have to watch a lick of wrestling, you knew who Andre the fucking Giant Yeah, exactly. You know, so, yeah, man, it's not, it's not all about, you know, necessarily you're just God-given gifts. Like, you... You have to have that extra thing if you, you know, if you really want to make it in this biz. Which is the true mm-hmm. God-given gift. Yeah, right, 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 right. The it factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Andre the Giant. <laughs> it was kind of, it was sad, too. It's so sad. Yeah, man. Like, it almost reminded <clears throat> me of, like, Click. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it was like, there was so much glory and stuff, but it was really out of pain, all the drinking. Yeah. How, and the loneliness and I can't believe they the left farting. out uh, <laughs> lots of farting. Uh, fucking rest in peace, Roddy Piper. It was his birthday the other day. Oh wow! Um, you know, a lot of your experiences with the Sheik it made me sort of it sort of made me reminisce about a lot of experiences we had with Roddy Piper because you know he's a he was a paid regular here at the Comedy Store. Of course, there yeah. was a straight year that he just hung out here every day. He will come during the day when the store's not even open to sort of get things going. He's already sitting in the main room, like playing the piano and shit. It was really, it was a really interesting relationship he built with this place. Um, And he would tell us some great chic stories, some great Andre stories. I can't believe they didn't tell this. uh, (laughs) There's a great Andre story he told us once Uh about how he was drinking at a bar. And much like the documentary said, like, they couldn't go anywhere with Andre. People bothering him twenty four seven because just you you you've never seen anything like that. It's hard to not be like, hey, can I take a picture with you? Can I blah blah blah? But then also, motherfuckers would heckle him, like talk shit. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Like with death wishes, I guess. So they're at some bar, some middle of America town. There were these uh, jocks, like straight out of a Karate Kid, Revenge of the Nerds movie type situation. Mm-hmm. Varsity jackets, you know what I mean? Yes. And so they're at a bar and they're talking shit from across the bar, like, oh, he's not so big. We could take him. Uh, fuck Andre the Giant. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, most of the time, Andre would ignore these things. And Piper's, you know, is a wild boy in his own right, but it's just kind of this, he's chill on this night. Like, yeah, we're just going to drink and say, fuck these guys. And then one of these dudes thought it was a good idea to take his empty beer can and toss it at Andre, hit him right in the back of the head. And that was just enough. This, the giant stood up, turned around. These cats booked it to their car, not realizing that five of their steps were one, one of, of Andre's. <laughs> yeah. So they're in the car. He's right up on the car. car flips and flips it completely on, on its, on its uh, ceiling, on its roof. With them in it. With them in it. Puts the car on its fucking roof. Piper's freaking out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We got to get you the fuck out of here. He's like, how am I going to hide Andre? I don't know. You know what I'm going to do right now? So I guess he he, he gets Andre to leave, but stays behind sort of the cops who are on their way. (sighs) Cops get there. They're interviewing the frat boys like, what happened here? What happened here? And they're like, oh, dude, a fucking giant came out of the bar and turned our car over. 
police did not buy it. They're like, oh, really? A giant came and yeah, turned your yeah, car yeah, over? Yeah, all right, yeah. you're all drunk. You're all going to jail. Yeah, and all yeah. those dudes got taken away. Wow. <laughs> That's karma. Jail. That's karma for picking on Andre. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what happens. You don't pick on people. <laughs> no. No, especially a fucking seven five four hundred yeah, some pound man. You're asking for him to flip your car. Absolutely, absolutely. I got picked on when I was younger. <laughs> really? Yeah. I I'm not proud to say that I was the picker a oh, lot wow. of times as a kid. I wasn't a I wasn't a big kid, so I just developed this mouth. Yeah, yeah. And I would yeah. just talk to shit, and I'm like, okay, well, I can't make you cry from punches. I'm gonna make you cry from, from what words. I have to say to you. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so that kept me in league with all the bullies. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, especially David, who's still my friend to this day. <laughs> First grade. <laughs> I love that. I went in on Dave a lot. I'm sorry, bro. I'm I'm glad that we're still friends. I hope he's. I hope he listens to this. Good old David. <laughs> Another thing I want to talk about is you know you have. Always, no matter what holiday it is, I always receive the most uh, delicious looking <laughs> food in a video from you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. So I, I talk to me about what usually goes down at a family dinner in the Burns household. Well, you got to understand something about, about me and my family. Mm. They're all from a little city called New Orleans. Which I just came back from. Yes, yes, I know this. Unbelievable. Did you flourish in New Orleans? Holy <laughs> as far fucking as food shit. Concerned? Anybody who's been to New Orleans or wants to go to New Orleans, let's talk about New Orleans for a second before yes, we please. get into it. Also, real and, quick, and, was it Jesse Joyce? That was the yes, comic? Yes, yeah, Jesse yeah, Joyce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesse Joyce, a great writer. Fucking A, dude. Guy. Yeah. yeah. That's so <laughs> that was going to bother me Yeah, too. that was going to bother me. Yeah, <laughs> I had to get that off my chest. Yeah, fuck. But New Orleans, little, little town in the south, so much live music and things happening on the street and the it's most amazing. delicious food. Restaurants I went to, um, Cafe Du Monde, a bunch, the Napoleon, Parkway, Po' Boys. Yes. Uh, where else did I go? Oh, the French Market. Yeah, yeah. French, oh, dude, that was so good. Yeah, get your beignets there. on. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just the whole, the, whole, the whole thing. The partying goes till four and five in the morning. You can drink on the streets. Yes. You can drink on the public transportation. It's it's like the food, the French Square in Disneyland and Vegas meet <laughs> meet on this like sort of dirty country Street, road. Yeah, is New Orleans. Yeah, and, and God, people, there's people getting married and not so wholesome things. Oh my God, <laughs> happening as well. That was my fucking sexual awakening. Going to visit my relatives in New Orleans. I'm like six. They got me out on Bourbon Street. There's just titties everywhere. Yes. <laughs> just chicks hanging outside of goddamn strip clubs, beckoning you to come in. It's yeah. just like, why is this shit okay? But, you know, my family, that's what they know. They, they, they don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, hey, and, deal and, with it, kid. And, and there's barely any police on the streets. <laughs> no. no. Oh, you have to slide. really try to get arrested yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. Really for, try. For public intoxication or something like that. You Absolutely. gotta be like, fuck. <laughs> 100%. Hundred percent. So okay. So yeah. So the food. So what? So what? What type of food? So there are a lot of influence. A lot of a lot of influence, and just they just they don't know half speed at holiday time. You know what I mean? Birthday, Easter, Boxing Day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever it is, any excuse. They're fucking throwing down. So let's hear about it. It's uh, you know, it's it's not out of the ordinary. Of course, you're gonna get the mac and cheese. You're gonna get the uh, the sweet potatoes. I don't know. Some people call them yams. Yes. <laughs> um, is that with marshmallows or without marshmallows? Uh, they'll make them both oh. because you know heart disease is a thing. Yes. In the black community, so yes. it's like you'll get. And that's that's well, that's been the recent phenomenon, right? There's like the healthy version of all our bullshit, and then there's the this decadent version. Yes. And so there's two tables with each, and it's just like it's pretty interesting to see. Um, fuck, dude. There's always an, an unnecessary amount of meat. Yeah. And, you know, you got the turkey, you got uh, ham. brisket, you got the ham, you got uh, fucking, holy shit. The uh, fried chicken. Oh, the fried chicken's definitely on I, deck. I remember that. But then it's always the seafood options, right? There's the jambalaya mm. over here. We, where Then the way they do it is the chicken, is the uh, sausage, 
and the rice and the fucking shrimp. Maybe a little bit of crab meat in there. Oh, you know what I'm saying? My gra- like it's an event. My grandmother will get up at like four in the morning. It is for gumbo though. She'll start making her own. She makes her own roux for the gumbo and then gets all, goes to the fish market. There's a little secret fish market that these Creoles know, know, don't know <laughs> about. You know what I'm saying? That's my whole, my grandmother, I told you, everyone is Creole. They're all super fair skin. Like they're, she's your complexion. People really? don't believe she's my grandmother because uh-huh. she's white as fuck. Really? You know what I mean? They all have a French last name. Their last name's LaSanne. Huh. You know what I mean? Because so, of the, from the French influence in New Orleans. Exactly, 100%. So, you know, all, that's also why, you know, my hair isn't as nappy as it could be. But, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so she gets up, she starts that roux. Once that's fucking cooking, she goes straight to the fish market because it got to be fresh. Uh-huh. She picks out her seafood, comes back. You know, fucking seasons the shit out of everything. Um, makes the gumbo, blah, blah, blah. Not when it's hot, though. It's got to be a little bit cool because, you know what I mean? That, that seafood will turn real uh, quick if it's yeah, warm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so she's, you know, she's like a witch doctor, dude. She oh goes, st- she stands outside and is like, no, it's too hot. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? To make this, or it's too cold. You know what I mean? Whatever. Um, and so, yeah, you'll get all these seafood dishes over here, maybe a little catfish. Oh. You dig me? Potato salad? Oh, come on. You know there's potato salad. You know that there's, you know there's string beans. You know there's collard greens. You know what I mean? And this is for one meal. This is one meal. And mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, and and we're still. How many people are at these meals? It's, it's gotten absurd. I've brought friends over to the, to the point where they're shocked because literally human beings will just keep coming through our front door. At my grandmother's house, and maybe, and it, and then just like walk, walk out in. with a plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, who the fuck was that? Was that just a a stranger who smelled something came yeah. in and got a fucking and fixed himself a plate? Um, I want to meet grandma so bad. Oh, dude, Grandma Carol is a is a badass. How know? old is she? Badass. She is seventy six. Oh, she's young. Well, relatively sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I my, do. My, I do. My grandparents are ninety. She's still up and kicking, man. She does not. Uh, she she hates like having things done for her. Uh huh. I know the type. She does not want to, you know, be driven anywhere. She yes. does not want to be shopped for. Yes. This kind of thing, of course. Um, and just throws down, dude. Anytime it's time to cook, and she passed it all. I, we have a very matriarchal sort of situation in my family. Like my great grandmother was that bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> growing up. Yeah. Now my grandmother is, is that, that bitch. Yeah. And now she's grooming my mom to be, to that. be that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, my yeah. mom's like trying to reject it, but it's, it's organically happening. happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know I what I mean? That. Anytime there's an issue, my uncles and shit are calling my mom and she then she calls me like, why the fuck are they calling me? Like, I don't know what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah. you're the next one. Yeah. What you gonna do? Yeah. So, you know, start making that gumbo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Heavy's coming. Yeah, right, right, exactly. But, you know, talking about food, one of the places that I love that was so good that I know you brought me to and I know you know some incredible spots that I want you to tell the listeners about. Mm-hmm. First one I want to talk about is... A one burger. Oh, yeah. Now people might, you might want to go and get some pretzel bun with some <laughs> Roquefort cheese, a brioche bun or whatever. There's a lot of good burgers. Republic has a great burger. You yeah. know, I'm not shitting on Republic or places <laughs> like that or Petit Trois. But A1 burger on... Ooh, uh, MLK. On, the hood. Ma- on Martin Luther King. <laughs> In the hood. Pull up with the bulletproof glass. <laughs> Six, seven bucks for the most fire fucking cheeseburger you've ever had with bacon. And you'll get the whole combo for the six bucks. Six bucks. It's not like drink it's and just fries. for the burger, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's off of uh, like MLK and Vernon. Uh, you know, the heart of South Central. Hop, skip, and a jump from Lamert Park where your boy used to, you know, rhyme a little bit. You do not go there past, <laughs> past dark. Oh, if it's sundown, no, nah, forget about it. You go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> if the sun is going down, you don't go there. <laughs> right, right, right. You don't want to be ordering and then by the time it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took these young men. It was, what, it was like you, Sandy... Dave. Dave Taylor. A bunch of white comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> took y'all right to the heart of the hood. But it was all love, though. You know we got to go back. No, uh, anytime, anytime. Nobody looked at y'all funny. You know, be everybody know. Everybody know. It, it came for the burger. There's and so many out. food places like that in the hood where it's like it, it's not uncommon. 
to see, see some our, white folk. Our North of the Ten Brethren. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Come down so, just to get a little bite. Let's hear about those spots because that's, I mean, yeah. I, I want to go to every single one. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, like we just said, the A1 Burger is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do the mash out with us to Phillips Barbecue? Uh, yes, that's yeah, another spot. That was the yeah. second one. Yeah, that yeah. was dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Phil- Phillips Barbecue, very strong. You know it's ill when there's no place to sit and eat. Yeah, <laughs> there's no <laughs> tables. There were no benches. I mean, shits on Bledsoe's though. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I remember we were we were eating in like uh. We we walked over to the park to, to eat the park. it yeah, because yeah. there's nowhere to eat yeah. at Phillips. Yeah, and I remember the the homie Brandon was was nervous because some dude was doing donuts in the parking lot with his door open just so we could hear his mixtape. <laughs> and that shit is not uncommon. Yeah, um, but Phillips barbecue. Go to the original Phillips though. That's right. That's right next to Lamert Park. Mm. Go um, there during the daytime. Yes, again during the daytime. There's a couple. Because there's a couple locations. There's one in Inglewood, where I'm from. Mm. There's one in uh, a little further north in South Central. But the original is right there in Lamert Park. That's the one you want to go to. And now people, when they come to LA, they're like, oh, I'm going to go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles yeah, yeah, and experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, no. No, Roscoe's is... And Roscoe's is, uh, Roscoe's is good. Yeah. But, I mean, what's the real Chicken and Waffle House? In LA? <sighs> I mean... I mean, Roscoe's is cool, but uh, Eminem Soul Food, have you heard of this joint? No. Eminem Soul Food right there off of uh, Manchester, right by the Forum, the Great mm. Western Forum in Inglewood. It's not the Great Western Forum anymore, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, fucking Dion Cole took Conan O'Brien there uh. <laughs> on a sketch and, you know, changed Conan's life forever. Oh, wow. Absolutely changed his life forever. See, like, I need to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about this place, like, they play JD's Fried Chicken. Have you ever been there? Uh, down, It's down, maybe, it's like down. I've heard it's like one of the best. No, I've, I've never hit that joint. Never once. Okay, what else in the hood? Uh, What else we got? Um, trying to think of the name... You know what? I don't even want to do this spot because there's a spot. What about that Southern Comfort place you were telling me about one time? Oh, Southern no, Hospitality. I'm about to get there. I'm about to get uh, there. Uh, uh. But uh, there's, a, so there's a spot right by my grandmother's house that's like a seafood joint. Okay. I don't even want to blast it though because fucking Eddie Kwong went there. Oh, uh, okay. And What's so it now called? it's become like mainstream. What's shit. it called? I don't even remember what it's called. Like when we, we bugged out because it's right next to my barber shop uh. that I grew up going to and we never ate there. Because there's a better fish place down the street hmm. that people don't know about. Let me hear. Um, it's called fucking, um, oh my God, I'm losing it right now. Oh, uh, no, not, 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 not. Why, not, why am I drawing the blank not, right not, now? Not a Joyce. <laughs> I not know, a Jesse I'm a Joyce, Joyce situation. Not a Jesse Joyce. Uh-uh, wait, I got it in my phone though. Because <laughs> I got to have it on speed dial for when I go get, uh, when I go get my fish. Hmm. Uh, wait a minute. Whitehurst fish. There we go. Oh, I'm looking this up on Instagram right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whitehurst. White. Whitehurst. How you spell Hurst again? H u r s t. Really? Yeah. You don't wow. see it? Whitehurst fish. No, yeah, yeah. Fishing White, service. White. H u r s t. Fish. Yeah. Right off of uh, Imperial. You know what's funny? I look up Instagram. I look up Whitehurst fish market. Here we go. Yeah. Inglewood. That's it. That's it. It's way better than that other joint. What was the other joint called? I don't remember. I don't even want to say the name because people. I'm, I'm putting y'all on to what you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I, watch Wong's World if you want that. It's funny. I went to a dope place in Culver City, but I think it was on Diners, Drivings, and Dives. It's called Glorious. Oh, uh, yeah. I know about Glorious. Yeah, it was dope. But no, you don't know about Whitehurst. The Whitehurst is one of those places where you can bring fish and they'll cook the shit for you. Ah, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yes. like, they 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 flourish. <laughs> they flourish like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They get it. But you know, I like to get the the twenty piece jumbo uh, fried shrimp. Ah, uh, the little you know, just just simple fries on the side. Take that shit home. Little little hot sauce. Oh fuck! <sighs> get right. Yeah. Get right. So what is how the Southern hospitality? It's uh, I, it's called La Louisiana. Okay. Is the spot. That's off Slauson, right next kind of to the bougie area of Baldwin Hills, like uh, fucking um, Ladera Heights. Uh-huh. That's like right on the border of Inglewood, Ladera Heights. Uh-huh. Um, but when you go up there, just the most authentic New Orleans style food I've had in this city. Period. Okay. Okay. Gumbo. Mm-hmm. And- Anything you need. Anything you need. Po' boys. 
po' boy sandwiches. Um, oh shit! Like whatever, whatever. Even the drinks. You know what I mean? You, uh-huh. you need a real hurricane. You can get that. What's a hurricane? That's the like uh, sort of frozen blended oh, joints. Oh yeah, mar- like margarita mm-hmm. yeah, that you yeah, get in yeah. New Orleans. Yes. Uh, I'm. T- I've been. I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere in this city trying to look for authentic krill. Fucking uh, New Orleans style Cajun food and La Louisiana is the most authentic. Even the decor, the way motherfuckers dress when they go in there, <laughs> yeah. like you know, you, you know, like you know, bowling the, shirts and you know the old players because they have the the big suit jackets, yeah, that have like twelve buttons on them, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, and the hats. Yes, I remember my uncles used to always tell me, like, don't don't dress like our great uncles, man. Like, don't get suits like that. If you can't reach for a gun in three seconds, you got too many buttons on your jacket. Yeah. That's what I was always told. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the old New Orleans players, that's how they dress. And then it's live jazz uh, most of the nights out the week. So you'll just be sitting there eating, we, live band on. We got to go there. A little drink. Oh, yeah, man. I, I haven't been in a minute, but uh, fuck. I love that joint. I yeah. love that joint. La Louisiana's the best. Oh, yeah. Well, so wait. Obviously, when you go back to New Orleans, you'd be eating with... At, with with or at a family's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be at the auntie house. Do you ever eat? <laughs> would you ever eat at a restaurant? Like, were there, do you ever remember any restaurants in New Orleans that you were at? We, mm, not no. I haven't. I haven't been to New Orleans. I haven't been back. In, like, I went to a place called Central Grocery for a good muffaletta sandwich. Uh, you'd have to ask my mom. Yeah, you she probably remembers all had the spots. It. You probably had yeah, it. She yeah. knows all the spots. I'm I'm always remember eating at the family's crib in New mm. Orleans. Like. Every now and again, we'd go down to the French market, get a little snack or something like that. But we'd always take it back to the house after that. Oh, yeah. I had an alligator for my first time. Oh, I really? Yeah. <laughs> How'd you like it? It's that? like chicken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most of that, most of the weird shit, it just tastes like chicken. But chicken. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Alligator, <laughs> frog. I would have that at the, we had like the sketch <laughs> side of the family in New Orleans that live in Algiers. You ever been to Algiers? Nope. Algiers used to look like Every scene in a voodoo camp in a movie. Oh, so like from like Waterboy. <laughs> yeah, it used to look like that. Now it looks like middle America, like Ohio or some like small town Ohio or something like that. But I remember uh, my grandmother used to always, when we go there, like, watch what you eat. All right. This is our fucking voodoo practicing <laughs> cousins and shit. It's like, what? Are you serious? Jesus. But they believe in all that stuff. You I, know don't what even, mean? I don't I don't I'm not religious enough. <laughs> I'm not religious either. And yeah. they are all fucking Catholics. Are they Southern Catholics? You yeah, know it's weird mean? down there. But they believe in voodoo. You know what I mean? Like there's a cousin of mine got with this girl, and then his his personality completely changed and became super like subservient to this girl. Oh, he started being a slave. <clears throat> and my my grandmother's convinced Damn. that she put a root on him. That's uh, what she uh, calls voodoo it. Voodoo on him. Yeah, yeah, she put a root on oh, him. Oh, talking about talking about voodoo, Zaps <laughs> potato chips are the best fucking <laughs> potato chips in the game. I'm not joking. Word. That's my and that's on God. What I mean, what's what's so de- decadent? The way about? that they're the way that they're seasoned, how they're so seasoned. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Where do you get these? Zaps, yeah, you yeah. can get them. You can get them in LA. Okay, you can get them at Uncle Paulie's or like any good sandwich shop. Okay, word. but they're from New Orleans. Okay, okay. and they have like uh, voodoo flavor <laughs> and krill, sure, and like spicy Cajun krill and all this shit. I love it. <laughs> so, are there any other LA downtown spot or not downtown, but it's just spots that I wouldn't know? Uh, in the hood, let's see. Uh, the other barbecue joint, the Inglewood Classic, that's Woody's. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I see Mac Ten out there. Oh shit! <laughs> in, in the all red. And you Paula. see Mac Ten eating at the fucking <laughs> restaurant. You know what the fuck is good. <laughs> I used to see him out there all the time in the parking lot. Um, oh, bro, you got to take me to these spots, dude. Absolutely. There's another Inglewood Burger spot called Bruno's. Um, the you used to see the Lakers up in there. Get flourishing. Yeah, <laughs> you know hell I mean? yeah. Before, like after practice, you know what I mean. Get have it you, on. Have you ever had something called poutine? Of course, my okay. Uh, no, no, those were vignettes. But poutines—that's a—that's a—that's a Canadian thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, poutines, French fries, right? Cheese, right. curds, mm-hmm. and then gravy on top. Totally, totally. Um, quite the flourish. My sister, when she got married, had a beignet truck. No. Mm-hmm. And we so in the reception, we literally did the New Orleans second line with the fucking 
umbrellas and live band oh partied out God. to the parking lot and the beignet truck was waiting for us. So I was no. like, oh, we're doing this. Oh. We are doing this. Talking about beignets. <laughs> there's a place in San Francisco called... It's that place that I got those fucking beignets. The best beignets. They were filled with like crawfish. Yeah. There was some sweet. There was some I'd meat in them. <sighs> this brunch spot. I forget what it's called. You I know what's low-key not bad? Uh-huh. Is, uh, is actually... And I'm probably going to get reamed from anyone really from New Orleans. But I actually kind of like it. It's uh, hot and juicy right here on La Brea and Santa Monica. I Have you ever been to the Asian one too? The um, Boiling Crab? Boiling Crab, yeah. yeah. I have been. Yeah. I have been. There's nothing wrong with hot and juicy. And no, no, it really isn't. But And that's like my deal. Like, if it's kind of gutta, I'm about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I want to eat at. Of course. Like, I don't go Boiling to, Crab is dope. Boiling Crab is dope. Boiling Crab is a little more expensive. Though. I don't go to, like, authentic, like, you know, Asian joints unless I actually see Asian people in there eating. Uh-huh. Same thing with New Orleans mm-hmm. stuff. Like at Hot and Juicy, you see in tables of black people. From <laughs> and New I'm Orleans. like, oh yeah, we're doing this. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. real. We're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Boiling Crab's more Asian for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's just in the an Asian. Totally. But you don't see a lot of uh, do you see a lot of black people at Boiling Crab? No. No, no, no. Hot and Juicy though is more like that's where the crawfish and the you know the there's no crab legs and all that stuff that would, you know, my folks like to get get down with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is there any other restaurants you want to mention? Oh, uh, I'm trying to think some more hood spots. Uh, if, uh, just if, if, if there's anything that comes to mind, just let me know. Yeah, uh, there's the, oh, fuck, uh, the Brawley Hut. I need to go to in all Ingle these spots. In Inglewood. That's I need where to go the, to all these spots. I want to hook up with like a hot black girl too. <laughs> you know? I mean, they see you at the Brawley Hut. You might you might get that happening. Yo, man. Pop off one of my little boneyard bracelets. Brawley Hut's I'm where shining. you go for the pastrami sandwiches. Oh, oh, they'll probably love me then. <laughs> yeah. They'll see me and know what's good. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh shit. Pastrami poppy is in the building. Pastrami. <laughs> literally. One time. Yeah. Well, that used to be so annoying. When I first first got my driver's license, my grandmother used to always be like, yo, go down the street to the Brawley Hut to give me a pastrami sandwich. That, that shit would happen like, I feel like four times have a you, week. I should have you tight. Right? Like, damn it. I don't, <laughs> I'm watching TV. I'm watching the game. I don't feel like running to get this damn sandwich. Is your, is your grandma like big and like black? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean oh, she's, she's not that black. She's not as big as she used to be. She is, uh, she is very fair skinned, like I said. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone thinks that she's either Mexican or like, French, like she's really light skinned. Wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We make them all shapes and sizes and colors, and like that's why she like hooked up with the darkest dude she could find. Like, oh, grandfather like, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, like Seal. Yeah, yeah, Seal, <laughs> Seal Black. And that's always what it's been too. You know what I mean? Like my mom, you know her grandma, uh, her mom, my grandmother is super light skinned, so my mom is. Definitely a lighter shade, but does not want to just like admit it. <laughs> yeah. Don't call me light skin. I'm brown. I'm brown. yeah. I'm black. Yeah. I'm like I, I'm, you are black, but you are light skin. You are Drake. Yes. <laughs> yes. These streets. You are half half. Exactly. Well, I'm like white and wish I was black. You know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've noticed. You know the type. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are yeah, those are all my little favorite spots: the Whitehurst, Phillips. Oh yeah. Um, La Louisiana, A One Burger. Um, the Brawley Hut. Fuck. Dude. If you if you're going back and you had one choice to go to any one of them, what would it be? Ooh, damn, that's tough. Probably La Louisiana. La Louisiana. I knew yep. you were gonna say that. La Louisiana. So you know, you've got the store horseman going on. Mm-hmm. You got all these amazing comedy shows. Yeah, happening. Um, you're a single man, right? I am. Uh. It's one of those, it's the Mitch Hedberg <laughs> oh, joke. Okay. It's the Mitch Hedberg joke of like, uh, I don't have a girlfriend. I just have someone who'd be really mad if they heard me say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, you are girls. Uh, I want to know what's coming up next. I know there's some things that you can talk about. No, no, no. But there's some things that I'm sure that you can. <clears throat> I mean, we're just going to keep, I mean, we're going to keep growing the brand. You know what I mean? The Store Horseman has been performing unbelievably. Um, we're going to do our first live show this year. Yes. We had like an impromptu one in Philly. We go to the Royal Rumble every single year. And oh, this yeah. year it was in Philly. And we had five sold out shows at the punchline in Philly. So uh, we just kind of got up there and started bullshitting and, you know, kind of sort of did a live podcast. 
because all the boys were on the show. Tony was Hitchcliffe. Because, uh, yeah, those are, you you had Johnny in here, I had right? Johnny scored us on, of course. Yeah, that's the store horseman. It's Matt Edgar from Kevin Cryptid's fame. Go check that out on Starburns Industry. That's Dan Harmon's joint. Um, Johnny Scordis, who was in the fucking Equalizer with Denzel Washington, uh, alumnus of this podcast. Yeah. The Golden Pony, Tony Hinchcliffe. You know what I mean? If you know anything about comedy, comedy store, Joe Rogan experience. Kill Tony. Tony. Kill yeah, Tony. absolutely. Kill Tony's. Kill Tony's flourishing. unreal. It's flourishing. It's great. Check out Kill Tony. It really is. Um, and then we got Josh Martin, you know what I mean? The young protege. Young he's, NBA star. He's our producer for the store horseman. We call him the jabroni. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the heel. He is super heel. You know, and you, then you got me. So we doing, yeah, our first I live think there's show. A, there's a real future for that, like to be a, a WWF we're commentating squad. We're trying to we're trying to make it happen, man. I mean, that's the you know that's the ultimate dream to be actually affiliated with or, the company. Or like you know how they had those NBA shows, like those yeah. dudes, those white dudes that are actually from Canada that had that NBA show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I used to work with them at the score. Word, word. But something like that, but for wrestling. Totally, you know what I'm saying? totally. Yeah. You know, and which is why you guys have it's just a podcast right now. And it's just weird because like even people that we know are starting to get affiliated with the company. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sam Roberts. Who yes, we've known course. for years. He knows the Sheik. Yeah, he's do he does the kickoff show uh-huh. for WWE yes. on the network. Now exactly. we're just like, what the fuck they got Sam doing up in there? Yeah, you know what I mean, like, yeah. so you know that would be obviously the dream, but we're just gonna keep growing it little by little. You know what I'm saying? First live show coming up during SummerSlam season. Um, my boy, I, I just relinked up with my good old friend Freddie Lockhart, amazing comedian. Hell yeah! We used to do this podcast called What's Good, where we just kind of Cause he's an old head hip hop dude. I'm a, more of a new school hip hop guy. So we yep. just kind of talk about the shit. Um, and then whatever tangents that Freddie likes to go on <laughs> and do that. Uh, so we just link back up to do what's still good because Stretch and Bobito stole our title. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> and went on NBR. Damn. And so now it's going to look like we biting if we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's really exciting, bro. I think this is a good episode too. Yeah. And yeah, I'm super, fun. I'm super excited to, you know, have you back on. Yeah, yeah, and to yeah. see and to see you flourish, and for you know the girls who want to take that risk, <laughs> what I, is your Instagram? Uh, hit me at Chris underscore please. Um, please on, on, reach out to him <laughs> on all the things on all the social media things. You know, and is there anything else you want to tell the people? Uh, I mean, you know, just stay hungry. I think oh. that's apropos for this here podcast. That's what it is. Stay hungry. And uh, for all you listeners out there, thank you. And, you know, take a note from Chris's book, Follow Your Passions, <laughs> and you just might flourish. Maybe. Watch out.